0: Good evening and welcome to Hughes Views, Uh, this is episode 13, so tonight we will be speaking about uh, some of the cup finals that have already occurred and also some that are upcoming as well. Uh, We're getting to that point in the season now, uh, domestically, where everything is finishing up, which is good uh, and bad at the same time because we'll have a little break, but obviously this year we've got the Euros to look forward to. Um, Just a quick Message and shout out to our sponsors. Uh, thank you for this ongoing support to the podcast. Uh, so we've got Amphibian Apparel, whatever the situation, home, streetwear and sports, there are no excuses. And uh, KH Decorating, making your house a home. So as mentioned, we've got a lot to cover today, uh, but I'm just going to hand over to you out very quickly. So I know you're, you're eager to get the, for those that missed the post yesterday on Insta, um, we've got the team of the season winner and uh, we just want a few mentions of the team and also some let's let's put it as uh, honorable mentions for some that missed out but had some good players in their teams as well yeah cheers husie uh good evening everyone ahead of
1: uh, tonight's europa league final straight to the team of the season yet yeah, we've been plugging a competition over the last couple of weeks and thank you to everybody who sent your votes we had so many and we had to file them down um to just a few Uh, So the team of the season winner, if you haven't seen our story, is Lewis. Thank you very much, Lewis Nichols, for your team. We're going to cover just a few of the players to mention in the squad, Dan. If we did all of the players, of all of the entries, we would be here all night. So a couple of the players in Lewis's team. First of all, I just want to cover Mason Mount. He's had a superb season with Chelsea. I think this has been the season where he has really stepped up. Um, Under Lampard, he looked good and he's looked equally as good, if not better, under, under Tuchel. So Mason Mount, Dan, your thoughts on him?
0: Yeah, I mean, he's he's shone this season and I hope that he takes that form into the Euros. Um, obviously, we'll touch on the provisional squad later in the episode, but he is in there, spoiler alert. So, you know, it's one of those ones where you just hope that for any of these players that have done well domestically, that they're going to follow that into to the national championship. But um, yeah, I mean, he's... he's he's been brilliant for him. Um, And I've got a soft spot for him in a sense because he's a, he's homegrown and he, you know, he he seems to love the club and he's been there for a long time and now he's giving back. So um, yeah, I'm all for it. I think it's definitely would have been an inclusion in my team as well. Next player,
1: Dan, I want to talk about, uh, and I think it's the only, the only player who we saw in this team. I didn't, I didn't see this player across any other entries was Bakayo Saka. Uh, and you could argue that him, like Mount, has had a real breakthrough season uh, this year. I know in the 2019 season, he played just under 30 games. But this season, I think he's played 44 games uh, with a return of seven goals. And he's been quite influential in periods this season for Arsenal. Uh, so Bukayo Saka, Dan?
0: Yeah, I think the thing for me with him is he's quite versatile. So he's a player that obviously he's still got... Loads of time um, for you know his manager and for himself to figure out where he's where his best position is, but he does seem to play where the manager wants him to, um, which is good and it's it's nice, it's refreshing to hear that he just wants to play football. And um, you know, I've got a few friends that are Arsenal supporters, and although they've been below par this season, I think he's been quite quite a. a a beam of light, if you will. And and I think that it's good for their future. If they've got some young players, obviously they've got Martinelli as well. If they can keep hold of him, those sort of players could, you know, could you build a team around those players to see, you know, obviously we need experience in teams, but it's good to have players that are playing with a bit of uh, a bit of freedom and without the shackles on. So, yeah, I think um, it was interesting to see that Lewis was the only one that put him in. Um, But there is you know, it depends on where you're putting him because if you're putting him in the back line, there is other other players as well. Um, just to mention a few, so uh, there was a couple of entries. I think had Creswell, um, and you know, considering how West Ham were this this year, and you know they played well above and beyond what everybody was expecting. Uh, you know, there was not that many people that put West Ham players in, but Creswell would be there for me as well. Um, but you know, you can't pick everybody individually. Um, And I think maybe the reason Saka missed out for a lot of people is because Arsenal on the whole were not as good as they maybe should have been this year.
1: Touch upon Aaron Questwell there. That's a good, good prompt for me there. Um, one uh, One of Lewis's fullbacks. Uh, was Luke Shaw, and I, I'm amazed that Luke Shaw's still only 25 years old, he feels like he's been around a lot longer than that, um, he's had a really good season, um, he, he only scored the one goal, but all by it, that is against Manchester City, and that was such an important goal for them, as they won 2-0 at the Etihad, so Luke Shaw, I think he's um, nailed on to go to the Euros, I'd be very surprised if he doesn't go, uh, so just your quick thoughts on Luke Shaw's season, Dan?
0: Yeah, he's, he's definitely turned it around, and I think that he had a real confidence issue, and you know, under Mourinho a couple of years back, he was quite vocal. He came out in the press and said, you know, he's not fit, he's he's overweight, he's he's not, you know, I pick players on on hard work and ethic, and he doesn't have that. So, you know, he's definitely putting the the middle finger up to all of his all of the pundits that didn't believe in him. And I I, I just wish that I wish him well, and I hope that he just goes on and above and beyond. And like you say, he's he's well worth his spot in the in the England team come the summer.
1: Two of the MVPs, and these players did feature quite uh, regularly in our entries, is uh, Tottenham's Harry Kane. We don't know how long he'll be there for. You know, it could be Paper Talk. He may stay, he may go. And Bruno Fernandes. I think it's no surprise that these two, uh, you know, were prominent in a lot of our entries. We'll touch upon Fernandes tonight in the Europa League final. But how big were these two for their respective teams this season?
0: Yeah, I think you hit now now on the head there, Al. Right? I think that, you know, without Fernandez's influence, United probably wouldn't be playing this evening. Um, you know, no one player makes a team, but his addition to the Man United team over the last couple of years has been, you know, massive for them. Um, and I think that they are only maybe one or two world-class players away from challenging properly. Um, and maybe Harry Kane might be one of those players. Who knows? Uh, I, I I agree with you. It could be paper talk, but this has got some real weight to it. Um, and I think any team that signs him has got, a, you know, a match winner, uh, you know, somebody with real attitude to, to win trophies. And unfortunately, it hasn't worked for him at Spurs, but, you know, he's what, golden boot winner by one over Salah this year. And also, I think he got the, um, you know, the most assists this season as well. So, you know, those numbers don't lie. Al. They're, He's a top, top player. So wherever he goes, you know, hopefully he can add some trophies to the, to his sort of individual um, merit that he's got.
1: Just to mention a couple of other players that uh, were in Lewis's team. I think he had Diaz and Cancelo as well. We saw, uh, martinez aston villa um we've had james Hall prouse we had lewis dunk we had a load of players across all the entries the last player i just want to cover because it will roll into one of the cut farms we want to talk about is yuri uh, tielemans he was the match winner for leicester against chelsea um yuri tielemans uh, i think he's going to be in the uh the
0: belgium squad for the euros what do you like about yuri tielemans dan um yeah, he's got, I mean, I, the thing that I like the most about the fact that he's backing up his price tag now, um, you know, he, I think he came to Leicester for, what, £40 million and it was a slow start for him, but he's he seems to be, you know, well worth the money now and the goal, um, like you say, leading into the FA Cup final, the goal against Chelsea was, uh, you know, top draw. There's not a lot of keepers that could get there and save that. So, as a match winner, and I actually thought that the game was fairly even, um, it did have, you know its moments but it was quite controversial obviously it's always going to be controversy in cup finals but the game was quite even and I think that it needed something special like that to win it so you know he's a good player and he's definitely got ability to to replicate that and and do that again in the future. So on the note of the FA Cup final it was a
1: a one goal game Uh, it was cagey for a lot of the part and it was nice to see fans back in the ground for a final at Wembley were Leicester that good or was it another game where Chelsea failed to turn up when it really mattered?
0: I'm not sure, really. I think it could, have, it maybe could have been fatigue. Um, you know, Chelsea obviously playing in the in Champions League as well, you know, up until a couple of weeks prior. So it's it's one of them ones where it's just about who wants it more, I think, on the day. And I think I would go on record possibly in one of the episodes before to say that I thought Chelsea would win it. Um and I think that's because they, you know, knocked out some of the big guns in the Champions League. So yeah, I I got that well wrong. Um again. But it you know, what do what do you think? I don't think it was necessarily that Chelsea were bad. I just thought that Leicester knew uh knew what their game plan was. Uh Rogers is is a good manager as well, so maybe they just had a better game plan and just wanted it a little bit more.
1: Well, it, it was funny because Chelsea were the nailed-on favourites for that game, but, you know, we, it's quite cliche, but a cup final is just a one-off thing. Um, You've you only got to go back a few years when Wigan beat Man City um, in the cup final. Uh, I think Leicester probably did deserve it. I think they turned up. Um, Chelsea didn't really have many key cut opportunities. A lot of the big players did go missing, I thought. When I saw Johnny Evans go off injured, you know he, he was gutted, and I did think... Um, that was going to be Leicester's downfall. But when you've got players like, like Vardy in your team who will never stop running for 90 minutes, um, and someone who, like Yui Tiedemans, in a moment of magic can do that with an unstoppable shot, whether you had Mendy or Kepa in goal, neither of them are going to save that. So it's all you about could have uh, probably turning. had both yeah. of them in goal,
0: Al, and they're not going to save
1: that, to yeah, be honest. It was, it was postage. It was postage. Uh, I think you know the right team one on the day and um, you talk about on the day it's the same with the Champions League final um you know Chelsea have already beaten Man City twice this season um can they do it on the you know arguably the biggest stage in world football in the Champions League final Man City are going to be nailed on favourites I don't know what the odds are but I think they're going to be huge huge favourites and Chelsea can only need to look at the the history of these two this season they've done it twice. They've got to turn up. Uh, if they're anything but their best, Man City, it could get nasty. Um, two or three nil. It wouldn't surprise me if that happened. On to tonight, Dan. We've got the Europa League final in Gdańsk. It's uh, Villarreal against Manchester United. Uh, Manchester United are the favourites tonight. Can they bring the trophy home tonight?
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure, and I only say that because they are heavy favourites. Um... And on paper, they've got the bigger squad, the more stars. But, you know, don't write, write Villarreal off at all. It's one of those ones where, again, I think, I've, you know, like I mentioned, it's just who wants it more a little bit. And if if United can uh, start quickly and maybe get, you know, maybe dictate the tempo of the game a little bit, get a few shots off, and, you know, if they go 1-0 up, I think that they'll be comfortable. If they go 1-0 down and they start chasing the game... Um, you know, I don't want to be too nasty towards the European teams, but you, you know what it gets like in the Champions League. If Villarreal go 1-0 up, they'll be falling at every available opportunity and some of their players will be surrounding the ref trying to get the ref to to make a decision in the game. And you, you know what it's like. United will get frustrated. So I, as a neutral, just hope it's a good game. Um, but I do want, you, you know, I want the British teams to to, to do well so I would like United to win I don't think it'd be easy for him though
1: Just a quick summary of tonight's game Dan there's going to be up to 9,500 fans in cadence again it's nice to see fans at a cup final Man United are aiming for their first trophy under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer we know that they've been there or thereabouts in seasons past. The Reds last won this competition under Jose Mourinho in 2017. Villarreal have never won a major trophy but but they have Unai Emery and he's won the competition three times. This is his fifth final. Um, the, the key player who may or may not feature on a mention, Dan, we won't know. I think by the time this goes out we'll know the team news but does Harry Maguire have a chance. I mean, he was on crutches up until last week. He's travelled to Poland. He hopes to feature. He didn't take part in training yesterday. If you are, are only going to Solsha, do you risk it?
0: It's such a pivotal position on the pitch, Al. So I think unless he's, you know, Maguire's the sort of player that he'll want to play, and he'll be in Solsha's ear and saying, "Look, boss, I want to be out there. I want to be, you know, I want to bring it home and that." But if he is not fully fit or he's only at 50 percent. he could get run ragged um and then they you know it could be that that loses him the game so solskjaer has got a bit of a headache there um he's got other options at center back i'm sure but yeah it, I, i'll be surprised if he starts um but even if he does he might break down after half an hour and then he might have to come off and then that changes everything so it's a tough one well, what about you Al? what do you think you think he starts tonight
1: well, I watched them play Fulham um, last week and it was 1-1. By the way, Edison Cavani's goal, Dan, if you haven't seen it, it's it's class and he, he warrants his extra uh, year's contract. But United couldn't finish the job. Um, I'm not sure about Man United's centre-halves aside from Maguire. I'm not Maguire's biggest fan, but he's the best centre-back that they've got. Lindelof doesn't feel me with confidence. Neither does Tuan Zabi. Uh, Eric Bailly... You know, if I'm a striker playing against one of those three, I think, you know, we've got a chance here tonight. Um, mm. And, and that, that, you know, relegated Fulham uh, in a game where you could argue there was nothing to play for other than pride. And they went to Old Trafford and they got a draw. What will Villarreal going to think? They're going to look at old footage and go, do you know what? We've, we have got a massive chance here tonight, even though we are underdogs. It's going to be an, an interesting one. Um, and you'd like to think that, the focal point will be Bruno Fernandes. I expect that the play will revolve around him. Um, it's no secret, any free kicks, any penalties, any corners, he'll be he'll be fancying it and he'll look to, you know, be the real heartbeat in that hub of that Man- Manchester United side. Um, but if, if he doesn't bring his A game, um, we could see it go into, you know, extra time and penalties. But having said that, um, I think... You know, if, if, if Fernandes can bring a 9 out of 10 performance, I think they will get the job done. Um, Mason Greenwood's on great form. Edison Cavani, we know. He's obviously earned that extra year's contract and he's on fantastic form as well. So they have the match winners. Uh, do you see anyone past Man United, Dan? I think they're my pick tonight, Manchester United.
0: Yeah, I think so as well. Um, and I think Cavani, I think the game is set up for him. I think he's the sort of player he'll be grabbing the headlines in the morning I'm going to go out on a whim and say I think he'll bag tonight um he's been he's been sensational for united I don't think anyone can any united fans welcome to come and say otherwise but I think he's been brilliant this season um and you could argue he's had he's had his best years you know a lot of people might have said that he was finished but he's definitely proven everybody wrong he's he's fantastic he's been brilliant to watch this year
1: okay ahead of uh, saturday's games i say that because we've got two finals on saturday and what what promises to be a huge day of football we'll take the first final that will be played on that day uh, at wembley it's brentford versus swansea both of these sides have been in this position before obviously brentford it's a near miss and they've never been in the premier league swansea we know have um we we just spoke off air just before recording tonight dan brentford were They were sensational against um, Bournemouth in the second leg and they fully deserve to be in the final. Swansea, you know, ground up the job and got the job done against uh, Resolute Barnsley. Who do you think uh, gets the place in the premiership out of Brentford and Swansea this weekend,
0: mate? I'm not too sure. Um, You know, uh, again, we know what it's like. We've been there. The playoff final is... is It's made for the underdog, if I'm honest with you. Um, Whoever is the underdog going into the game into the playoffs in general is, is usually going to be the team that causes an upset. So, uh, you know, we've both been quite vocal. We've both said that we'd like to see Brentford come up because they've never been there. You know, Swansea have been there. They've caused us all sorts of problems over the years as well in the top flight. So um, the only thing I would say is that, you know, it's Tony versus Woodman, in my opinion. I think Freddie Woodman in those two legs in the semi-final was a class apart. I think he was a brilliant player. Um, and if he's the one that's got to stop Brentford, I think he'll be able to do it. Um, and also Andre Ayew as well at that level. He scored, I think he scored in the first leg of, um, of the Swansea-Barnsley game. But he's, you know, whether or not he can lead the line in the Prem should they come up is another story. I think they might have to spend some money, but he's he's got it. He's got the ability to be a match winner, so... I'd, li- I'd like to see Brentford, though, and I think I I think you agree with me on that. And I've, we both want to see Ivan Tony in the, in the Prem. Um, but should Brentford fail to come up, I think he'll be in the Prem next season anyway.
1: Yeah, I think we've touched upon this before, haven't we? Obviously, you know, I'm a big admirer of Ivan Toney. He scores a lot of goals uh, and his confidence. Even his post-match interview after the second leg of the f- uh, semi-final, he was... Um, he was buzzing uh, and he said, I don't feel pressure. Um, And I don't think he was saying that for the cameras. I genuinely feel like he's, he's made for the big stage. So I think, I think you're right. I think it's going to be IU against Tony um, on Saturday. Andre IU, 99 appearances for Swansea, scored 31 goals. It's not a bad return. Uh, And he's got, he's got the experience of, of playing in the Prem. And Brentford, it's, it's it's like any final, Dan, it's, you just want the, the big players to step up and you want it to be, Uh, a great occasion Uh, I think if I'm going to pick a treble um, it's going to be Manchester United Manchester City and Brentford for me how about yourself?
0: Yeah I'd agree with that Um, yeah I think City will get the better of Chelsea as well if I'm honest with you Um, I just think that it's eluded Pep for City and he's going to he wants it so badly and I think a lot of their players do as well you can see the celebrations at the end of the semi-final um the semi-final win i think that they you know they're three quarters of the way there and that's not detrimental to chelsea but i think they've beaten better teams on the running to to um to the final so yeah i'd agree with that treble um i don't (laughs) i don't think i'll put money on it though and i only say that because i can see there being one upset out of those and 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 actually out of all them i think that the upset could potentially be tonight I think tonight's one is the one for me. I think Villarreal can get their game plan and they can be a bit, you know, naughty and a bit cautious with what how they play the ref today. I think the ref's got to have a really good game. But we'll see, see what just happens. Ahead of,
1: just ahead of the Champions League final, Dan, Chelsea received a massive injury boost. Uh, they got Edouard Mendy back and Angola uh, Kante both taking part in training ahead of the final on Saturday. How good has Eboué Mendy been in the sticks? We know that Kepa has, has come under fire um, at the last season or two, and Gola Kanté. We know how much a rock he is um, in any midfield, be it for Leicester, France, or Chelsea. How key are those two um, being fit and being in that starting lineup on Saturday against Man City?
0: Yeah, massive. Um, I think Mendy's now that position down, and like you say, it could be that you know Kepa's had his issues or he's been a little bit below par. But you know he's come in, he's had an opportunity and he's said, look, this is my my position and you've got to take it back from me. So having him back, I think he'll go straight back in. There's no question. Um, and, you know, I think most football fans, if not all football fans, would say that in the modern game, that position that Kante plays is the Kante. There is no better player than him in that holding role. Um, he's everywhere. And I think Phil Foden come out. Did he not come out and said that this season he's the best player that he's played against and uh, I think he went on record to say that you think you've gone past him, you think you're free and you've got some yardage and then, you know, you look over his shoulder, he's right there. The guy doesn't give up and I don't know if that's his attitude, character or ability or all three, but he's just, he's done it at Leicester, like you say, he does it in the national team and he's been doing it for Chelsea as well. He is uh, the rock for them, yes, Um, but he is the modern day McAuley, isn't he? He's, He's an absolute... Brilliant player, um, so he could be the difference—not not from his goal-scoring attribute, but he could—you know—he could get Chelsea up the park, uh, win the ball back, and get him up the park and release. I just worry about their front line, you know, um, Werner and you know he hit a, he hit a bit of a, a purple patch, but he's sort of you know could he be the difference? I don't know.
1: That's perfect, mate. I couldn't really put it better myself. I think you highlight all Ingo Kanté's qualities and. If he doesn't play, it's a huge miss for Chelsea. And if Edward Mendy is fit, and uh, you know, I think that'll be huge confidence uh, with, the, with the back line in front of him. I um, just want to move on to the provisional Euro squad, Dan. We said that it was going to come at the start of this week, and at the start of this week, it did come. Um, Southgate will name his final squad uh, next Tuesday. So he's got to reduce the squad from 33 players to 26, I think it is. Looking at the uh, provisional squad, Dan, was there any surprising inclusions or omissions?
0: Uh, I'll start with the omissions. Aaron wan I know we have a, I know we have some A lot of options At right back And you could argue Everybody Deserves to be there But him not being there Is, is That's some Shout from Southgate He must be very Confident with what he is taking If he's not in there Because He hasn't put it for wrong This season uh, In my opinion I, I think he's been a, a great addition To the Man United squad you know, from his days with us, I could you could argue he could have done with another season with us to, to mature a little before he sh- he sh- went to United. But yeah, you, you know, Trippier as well. I mean, I know he's just won the Liga, but I, I personally haven't watched him play all season long. But you know, over Wambersacker, really. I'm sounding a bit like Roy Keane here, but it's it's one of those ones. Um I, I and, think- and Nick Pope oh. as well. Where's Pope?
1: Where's Nick well, Pope? I think there's an injury question mark. Is there over? Okay. Otherwise, he would he would definitely be there. But you make a good point about Wan-Bissaka. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I think a season ago I would have probably agreed with you, but I'm going to disagree with you on this this point because I think actually Reese James has had the better season, uh, and Ree- Reece James I don't think he's put a foot wrong this season. He, he he's been class, and you you are right about Trippier and. Again, I would hold my hands up and say I haven't watched a lot of Atletico Madrid's games this season. It's, it's Trent Alexander-Arnold, and I know there'd be an absolute uproar from Liverpool fans and say you know, he's um, his class and what he offers on his attacking ability. Uh, but I would I would probably put Rhys James and I'd probably put Carl Walker ahead of Trent Alexander-Arnold. And do you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if he's one of the, the ones who
0: are omitted from the squad. Hmm. It would that, that's and an I interesting think, one. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't want to see him. I don't, I don't want to see him not in the squad because he's, he's a good player. He's, a, he's more. He's, well, he's better than a good player. He's, he's but a brilliant he a good player defender? on his day. This is it. Is this, yeah, this is it. You, you, you've hit the nail on the head there, Al. He's one of these modern day defenders that unfortunately can't defend. I know that sounds ridiculous, but he gets so much freedom in that Liverpool team to bomb it up the wing. If we if we progress in the championship, and come up against some real you know solid wingers in, we, we, and he's playing, he's going to have some trouble. If he comes up against some, that's why Mappe, I think Carl Walker would trouble. play
1: ahead. Yes, I Carl agree. Walker would play ahead because he hasn't put a foot wrong at City. He's fast. He's strong. Um, you know, he times his tackles to perfection. It's it's no fluke that he's in the Champions League final squad, and he was class against PSG in the semi final as well. Actually, yeah. I think. I think Southgate probably would pick Walker. I think he gets picked ahead of Trippier. And I certainly think he gets picked ahead of Trent Alexander-Arnold. It's whether Reese James gives him a headache. I think one of those four miss out. And for me, if it's not Trent, I think it's going to be Kieran Trippier. Because I think he likes Reese James. And I think he's been a very, very good right back this season. One of the surprising conclusions, Dan, is, is, is Ben White. Now... I can see why he's been picked because of his—he can play, play football. Um, I think he's—he very much fits into the John Stones category, type of centre half. I think if if I'm going to pick two centre halves there to start for England's first group game in the Euros, and obviously we've got two two friendlies against Austria and Romania before, so it'd be interesting to see how he lines up, you know, against those sides. I think I'd have Harry Maguire and John Stones as a back two, and uh, Ben White offers you, you know, that ball playing centre half which is so fashionable at the moment in football.
0: Yeah, I was gonna ask the question of you Al actually, but I know we'll move on to obviously the our attacking prowess in the England team is a lot more, you know there's a lot more discussion to be had, but I'm glad you said what your front your first two would be in that centre back pairing because one of the one one of the players that is controversial for me, but I wouldn't have Tyrone Mings in the England squad. I don't see the the hype around him. Don't, he's not the paciest defender. He's got some height attribute and maybe a bit of strength. But, he, you know, he's, his positional play is not world-class. I don't think he's good enough. I, I, he's a good option, but I don't... Same with Connor Cody. Connor Cody is, think... is sluggish. He is not a quick, quick defender. And he, he's, been, he's come out on record to say that. I think so... Mings is the better player than
1: Connor Cody... And I think if either of those two are going to miss out, it's going to be kind of cosy. Mm. Southgate likes Mings, and he's we've seen in previous um, international picks he's very loyal. And I think Mings didn't, Mings didn't really put a foot wrong. And granted, we played the likes of Poland and San Marino, and we weren't massively tested in those games. Um, but I think Tyron Mings hasn't really put a foot wrong um, in when he has featured for England. And I think he he's the better centre-half out of him and Cody um I just want to move on to midfielders Dan Otherwise, we'll never get to the strikers um James Ward-Prowse is in there Bakayo is in there Lingard's in there after fantastic season on loan at West Ham Grealish Foden Henderson Bellingham Rice and Mount um I'm not Calvin Phillips biggest fan and I think if any centre mid gets dropped it's going to be out of him and James Ward-Prowse, but I'd like your thoughts on the midfield selection, Dan. Yeah,
0: I think the the trouble with Phillips and Ward-Prowse is you've got two completely different players there. James Ward-Prowse has got all the ability to be a match winner from a dead ball situation. Other than that, he's you know there's nothing that he can bring to the table out of the options you've just listed that any of those other players can can't do. So you know if you're over the top of a free kick in the last minute you've got just want to stop you just there if you've got a free
1: kick there and kane wants it who's taking it out of kane or ward well prowse? this
0: is this is what i was going to come to kane would wants everything that's the trouble kane wants everything but in that england squad you've got you know trent can can hammer it uh, ward prowse can hammer it I'm sure that you know you've got other like I've seen Jack Grealish bag from outside the box. You know seen from dead balls. Against yeah, Croatia. exactly. There's loads of players that can do it, and there's only so many that will be standing around the ball in that situation. Um, and I think Ward Prowse probably is our best free kick taker. But you can't play a have a player on the pitch as a passenger, or as a player that when there's a better option on sitting on the bench just on the off chance we might get a free kick in a good position. I've a tendency to agree. Wrong. Yeah, I
1: agree, I agree, and I think if we're going to do a, a comparison, a realistic comparison, if you have him and Jude Bellingham, I would play Jude Bellingham, who is, by what I hear and what I read, has been fantastic at Dortmund, hasn't put a foot wrong. I'd be willing to play Jude Bellingham and leave James Ward Prowse out of the squad completely.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a midfield headache for Southgate because he's got a lot of options there and. I can see from the provisional squad that he's he's listed a lot of players there in the forward section, but they're not. If depending on how we set up, they're not they're not out and out forwards. They're all wingers or you know players that can play wide in a, in a four man midfield. It really does depend on how we we set up, but he, you know centrally, if Henderson is fit, you know I saw him warming up on the last day against us. He goes in. Declan Rice. Probably goes in, but then you you've got so many wide options there, and they're all very similar. And I think we said this before: um, Mason Mount, Jack Grealish, and Phil Foden are all the same player. You know, they've got similar attributes. you Can't play them all.
1: I could see Saka being left at home because I, th- I if Phil Foden doesn't go. That's a national disgrace because he has been. Oh, he's our best player. Even well, in the uh, game, yeah, he, he... even in the games recently, and I know against San Marino, I know at, at best they're a pub team, but the ball sticks to his feet like glue. Against a good side, and you want a player to carry the ball like a Jack Greenlist did at Aston Villa. Phil Foden will win you so many set pieces around the box. We know he can make it tick. He can score goals. He has the assists. He plays for Man City every week. And he, he's focal for a Man City side. He, he he goes to the Euros. I'll be very, very, very surprised if he's dropped from that squad. Um, I think Saka, I think it might be a little bit too soon. But we know that he's going to be there in the years to come. It wouldn't surprise me if James Will Prowse misses out. I think you've got to take Grealish and I think you've got to take Foden.
0: Yeah, I think the question I'd ask you, I'm going to ask you two questions here. First one, you've got Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Mason Greenwood and Ollie Watkins, for me, are out and out forwards. They don't play on the wing. I know Greenwood can feature out there sometimes depending on how Solskjaer sets up, but they are centre forwards below Harry Kane's level. But... Out of the three of them, who misses out for you?
1: Out of Kane, Lewin, Calvert
0: Lewin. Calvert Lewin, Greenwood. Greenwood and Watkins.
1: Okay. Well thing is, with Southgate he's always gonna play a focal number nine, who's gonna spearhead the attack. Yeah. And nine times out of ten it's gonna be Harry Kane and he's gonna play ninety minutes, even if he's on his last legs, he will want to play ninety minutes. If you take Kane off, the most logical sub to make is Dominic Calvert Lewin. Green will be no can play on the front of the three as can Rashford as can Sancho as can Sterling there's a theme coming up here isn't there there's a pattern here yeah. I think Ollie Watkins misses out because I think he's just going to take the two and out strikers and he'll play two he'll play a left forward and a right forward for me I think based on on current form I think you've got to have Kane as your centre forward I think he'll play Sterling one side and I think you've got to play Foden the other that leaves Rashford on the bench. <laughs> it leaves Sancho and leaves Greenwood on the bench. I don't think Watkins makes the final cut. I think he will be one of the um, one of the players who is left behind.
0: Yeah, and that leads me into my second question because I was going to say I think I think we'd both be in agreement that Rashford goes. I don't think there's a question in that in that. But does he start? For me, I no. don't think he's done enough this year. No, I don't think he starts. I think there's better options there. So great impact sub. Great player to bring on for half an hour, or you know, if you're chasing a game because he's got lightning pace. But you it's know, very he very similar stop.
1: between him and Sancho. Yeah. You know, you can't really you're splitting hairs between those two. But you're in agreement that obviously Kane will start if he's fit. I I, I just can't see past Sterling and Foden playing either side.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean. I think that's what it's going to be. It's just... It is a sh- It's a shame. I think Sancho has got so much to offer. But like, you know, like we mentioned, you can't play them all. Even the midfielders, going back to the midfielders, you know. And the defender. That that provisional squad, yes, it is going to get cut down. But even when we get down to... what What is the final number? 26? Yeah. So even so when we get to down get to 26... Yeah, but even when you get down to 26, there's still... You know, I think, like, also, I'm just looking at it here. Sorry, you know, just going back to the defenders. Ben Godfrey. I don't think he goes. I don't think
1: he goes. I think my, my seven, and I haven't pre-planned this. I'm going with this whilst we're recording. My seven who don't go, I think a Ramsdale, um, Ben Godfrey. Um, I, I think he's going <laughs> to... I wouldn't take Connor Cody. Um... I wouldn't be taking James Ward-Prowse. I wouldn't be taking Saka. I wouldn't take Ollie Watkins.
0: That's Uh, six. And then you you said about Phillips, didn't you? You said
1: Calvin Phillips, potentially. Well, Calvin Phillips, probably. If it's a headache for us, God knows what it's like for Southgate. But they've still got two friendly. So I don't know if... But he's got to pick the squad before that. I, think, I don't think the friendlies are before the 1st of June. So, you know, there's no foot, more football for him to watch between now and, and Tuesday other than the, you know, the Champions League final, the Europa League final. But a lot yeah. of those players aren't going to be playing.
0: No, um, and the other thing as well... you got a seven that, off the top of your head? I, I, do you know what? I wouldn't be far different to what you've got there. I think Ramsdale, definitely. Although I'm not Pickford's biggest fan either. Um, no. He goes, but I wouldn't start him. I think, I think, uh, Connor Cody, just because of what I mentioned earlier, I just don't think he's got, he's not playing at the same pace as some of these teams. You're going up against the best, the best front lines in Europe. Forget the premier league. If he's one-on-one with Mbappe, he's going to get roasted. So he's not going for me. Um, who else did you mention at the back there? You said about you UK Cody. God, and I don't think Ben
1: Godfrey goes. I yeah, that's yeah. Cody that was... and Godfrey. But then you've we've gone against what we were gonna say, where you're taking Trent, you're taking James, you're taking Trippier. Do we need three full backs, three right backs?
0: Yeah, and also Walker plays there as well, does not he, for England.
1: Unconscious. Yeah. See so this is the thing like,
0: Walker's the pitch, played in a Walker where... Yeah. Walker's played in a three. Walker's played in a back yeah. three before. So, you know, he could play at centre half. I think with that versatility, you're rather stamping your your ticket to the Euros yeah sometimes it's just about willing to play. like I said earlier in the episode about Sacco and just like you know wherever the manager wants me to play you know boss I'll play wherever you want I just want to play football yeah. Walker is that player if Walker if if Pep, Pep or Southgate said look Carl I want you to go and play right wing for 20 minutes he would do it and he'd probably do yeah. a job so that, like you say, is going to get you in with a manager. It's going to get you a, a seat on the plane and a seat on the bench. And maybe even, a, a. like you said, he probably will go right back. First choice.
1: Is there any players that you surprised didn't make this provisional squad? I think a player who has had a good form towards the end of the season who's not there is Danny Ings. Um, but I can see why he's he's picked Olly Watkins because he played um, against San Marino. Any other players do you think...
0: We're no, I think cast. we uh, we Addit mentioned Madleton, that before. Perhaps. Yeah, I think we mentioned that before about Ings. I think that that does surprise me. Uh, but things could change. You you, you know, I think oh, I read this morning actually that there was over twenty players on standby. Um, and actually, interestingly enough, Eberochi Eze was one of them before he done his Achilles. Yeah. So and 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 you know that's not. That's not me being biased, but Eze doesn't get into that team. If he's playing number 10, you've got Foden, uh, Grealish, Lingard, Bellingham, potentially, p- could play there, are all above him. He's not getting Kane in that team. Kane could
1: drop deep as well.
0: Exactly. Kane could play in a false nine. Or, or, deeper yeah, and deeper 100%. I um, um, so, I mean, there's not... Anyone in that list? That I mean, yeah, actually, maybe Madison. But again, Madison is very similar to your is He's very similar to players like Foden. So, yeah, it's unfortunate that you know he's won the FA Cup final this season and he's finished what? Well, where, where did Leicester finish in the end? Fifth, just outside. But he has had he has been played with injury this season, hasn't he? He hasn't played a full full year. So maybe that. Yeah, I think that, he's been carrying enough. Yeah, hasn't he? so maybe that's it. But who knows?
1: All right. Well, we said we would uh, get our teeth into Euro episode. I think that's something that we'll definitely, um, we'll definitely have to cover in the coming weeks. And I think as the tournament goes on, we will do sporadic Euro episodes to cover what we have seen, um, the team to watch. Uh, but what I must ask you, Dan, is your tip to win the Euros?
0: Yeah, I've got right with my heart Al. I think we can do it. <laughs> Go, England. <laughs> Well, I've got to. <laughs> I want us to win it. I want us to win something. So, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, it. I'm gonna go England. What about you? It's head and heart, isn't it? My,
1: my heart obviously wants England to win the tournament. Uh, we've, we've tripped over the final hurdle too many times. Listen, if we made the final, I think that would be a huge achievement. It'd be absolutely gutting not to go that one further and win it. Um, my head says like a team like France. I mean, they only won the World Cup what a couple of years ago. I just they're so strong across the whole department. But a lot of a lot of um, a lot of you know Spain look really weak. Uh, Germany, uh, Joachim Lowe is is off, so I don't think you, German and passion go hand in hand. But I think if there's a time to beat Germany, it'd be now. Um, Belgium will be strong. Uh, Portugal will be strong but they've all they've all got um, weaknesses as have England but you know a lot of games have been played at Wembley um, You know, it's very very close to a home tournament why not but you know we've said why not since 1966 but um, <laughs> uh, my, my heart says England but my head says my head says France are going to be really strong and when it matters they, they really turn up the heat um, Dan I know before we came on air and it's, it's a it's an idea that we've spoken about um is an instagram live thing where yourself and i will will go live and we just want to invite the the listeners to basically send us a dm on the huge views uh, instagram account if you want to be involved we're not too sure when we're going to have it yet um, but if we can get a general interest of um, the club that you support and we can think of the topics we can get the three of us on have your say and then we can get other people on just to have uh have a debate if you want to talk about england you want to talk about the euros um you want to talk about your own club um you want to talk about another club and how they're being run any transfers we're open to absolutely anything um we'll, we'll pilot it we want to pilot it soon we, we, we do want to go live on instagram and if it's a success. Um, then there's something that we can we can do again through through the closed season but Dan any any closing words this season I think since we've done 13 episodes um, you know the feedback that we've had has been has been great um, we thank listeners for, for tuning in every week and all the questions that we get um, the DMs you know topics they want us to talk about you know we do um, we thank everyone who uh, you know who tunes and listens to us every week so Dan I'll leave the closing words to you my friend
0: yeah, I think just, yeah, just really just the same as you out to be honest. I think we both started this, um, you know, as a, as a bit of a laugh, you know. But actually, I thoroughly enjoy it. I still enjoy it. The feedback we get from the listeners has been really, really good. Uh, you know, even the constructive criticism that we get, or, you know, when we had the audio issues in the first couple of episodes, I think we've we've put that to bed. And, you know, as long as we're both enjoying it and the listeners are enjoying it, I'm happy to continue. Uh, really, really good um, feedback as I say and just thank you to everybody for the the support uh, I will just close up by saying if you have listened to the end just a quick second shout out to our main sponsor Amphibian Apparel they've got a payday sale this bank holiday weekend so if you're you know looking for something to spend your hard-earned cash on if you go on to our Instagram and or their instagram you'll see a post that says you can use a code which is payday 20 for any of their you know their goods and we will be getting on to our sponsor about getting some freebies i think as well but that's it from me come, come
1: on england bring yeah. it home please.
0: <laughs> brilliant all right okay all right thank you al and uh, thanks listeners